Don't look back because the market is closed. Good Tuesday afternoon, everyone. Tyler Harris here with you for today's VRA Investing Podcast. I'm going to start this podcast off today the same way that we have been here lately with a little bit of 2020 election coverage. And if you've been tuning in with us here, you know our views on the matter that this election is far from over here, but we may have gotten one step closer to it actually being finished today. And you know our view when this is all said and done, Trump will be inaugurated for his second term on January 20th, 2021. And I really, I bring this up today as a proud Texan. Our Attorney General, Ken Paxton, is now taking to the Supreme Court a lawsuit against Georgia, Michigan, Pennsylvania, and Wisconsin, claiming that their changes to their electoral system that they did it was leading up to the 2020 election. It was not passed by their state legislators. Uh, it was not technically approved here. So, therefore, their election actually violated federal law. And so, this lawsuit is asking the Supreme Court to block these states from voting in the Electoral College. Now, really quickly, I am going to cover more of this, but there's already been a lot of feedback about how this is going to disenfranchise voters um, if this lawsuit is successful. But, folks, I want to encourage you to think about this from the flip side. What about the states that did follow federal and constitutional law, the the actual law of the land, not something that was forced through at the last second uh, in a panic to try and get this done? Are those not actually the states that are being disenfranchised, those voters from those states, they didn't break any laws. They followed the Constitution in their election. Uh, And this is a national election, so it affects every voter. I would argue that if this current voting system is allowed to stand, there's far more disenfranchisement than ruling against this case. And of course, from the Democratic side, you're only going to hear the other side about how it's disenfranchising their voters, but... This is the right thing to do here. If we begin to give away our rights that have been given to us by the Constitution, it will be game on here for what other rights that they can take away. Because there's no penalty for this, so why wouldn't they just continue to try and try again? But this just, I just got this right before the podcast. Uh, We just received word that the Supreme Court will hear this lawsuit in an expedited fashion now. So that suggests, uh, at least a a little bit here, suggests that at least five judges could be prepared to rule in favor of the plaintiff. So that ruling that this would be a successful lawsuit, that could be, this could be in a very unexpected way, the first case that really starts to blow this election fraud open. You'd think it'd have something to do with the Dominion voting machines or these fraudulent ballots that have been returned. But uh, this, this might be it right here that really starts to bring this down. And there's been a lot of calls for other states to join Texas in this lawsuit. So Texas might just be the first one. This could be a domino effect of states that jump on the back of this lawsuit. This could be huge. So stay tuned with us here. We're going to cover it every step of the way. Uh, this morning, though, our, our futures were down going into the open And of course, what other than more vaccine news came out? Now, it wasn't news about a new vaccine like we have seen in the previous few Mondays, 
but about the rollout of the vaccine. President Trump today signed an executive order that will require these U.S. vaccine manufacturers to first serve the vaccine to the American people as opposed to selling it to other countries. So for those who want this vaccine, that's, that is great news. And if you, if you want to take this vaccine, well, we have no problems with that here. That's great. Please do not think that I'm, that I'm telling you not to right now. But for us here, and I've said this before on this podcast, I will not be the first one in line to do this. One, because I'm not at high risk. The people who are at the highest risk should be able to get this first. But there are also some serious unanswered questions that we have right now that I would encourage many of you to look into before you consider getting this vaccine. And the vaccine makers are openly stating these things. So this isn't a secret. This is out there. You can find it easily. There are a lot of concerns about the safety risks here. First, this is a style of vaccine that's never been used before. So that, that's a big problem right there. The testing of long-term effects of it have not truly, it couldn't have been completed. Uh, how do we know how this is going to affect us uh, later on down the road, years from now? Companies are also now disclosing that there is little to no information of those who take it who already have immunocompromised systems. So what they're already at risk, uh, maybe if something goes wrong with this vaccine, they could be at a higher risk even. You don't know that yet. Uh, there's also little to no information on those who are under the age of 16, what this vaccine, the potential side effects for them. And maybe the most dangerous that has not been tested yet is for women who are pregnant or who may want to become pregnant. Now, I'm not going to reach too far here, but we know of the, the Bill Gates and their crowd of, of people who want to depopulate the earth, at least slightly here. So you're going to trust somebody who is open to the idea of depopulating the earth to give you a vaccine that you don't know how it's going to affect pregnancy yet? Uh, that, to me, raises even more questions. So, again... So many unanswered questions here. If you want it, go for it. Great. Uh, you should have the ability to do so. But there's already talk of states trying to mandate these vaccines. We've already seen it in Europe. They've sparked mass protests all over European countries about this. Uh, some of them have been able to overturn the ruling that they, they were going to mandate vaccines. I believe that was... Um, um, I want to say Denmark, but I but I might be wrong on that. Um, so don't quote me there. But there was a country that protested for days after they announced that they would be mandating the vaccine and actually did get it overturned. So remember that here. If they try to do it here, we've got to make our voices heard. Um, some states have already, like think tank groups, not necessarily legislators, have already said that if we do another round of stimulus checks, that could be contingent upon receiving a vaccine. So if you do not get your vaccine, you will not receive your stimulus checks. Folks, that is, that's extortion. Uh, almost the exact definition of it. Uh, from our own government, you cannot get your money unless you do what we say. Uh, that is uh, unthinkable to come from our government and I have two words for that, informed consent. 
That is the only way that a vaccine should be rolled out, that laws should be passed. If people are skeptical of things like a vaccine, then why can't they show us the evidence of why we should not be skeptical as opposed to mandating and forcing us to do these things? The government should not have the ability and and really do not have the ability to do something like this. Informed consent is the only peaceful way that we get a rollout of this vaccine. I think that we can all agree on that one. Overall, though, for our markets, this potential vaccine rollout news uh, did take our markets higher on the day. We finished higher across the board here. The Russell 2000 leading the way, hitting a new all-time high, up 1.4% to 1,917. We were followed there, excuse me, by the NASDAQ, up half a percent to a new all-time high of 12,582. We were followed there by the S&P 500, which was up 0.28% on the day-to-day, just barely getting to a new all-time closing high as well. And then lastly, the Dow Jones up 0.35%, just shy of its all-time high, though, at 30173 Uh So something we've been talking about here a lot. We continue to hit new all-time highs in our markets, but we're getting more and more to overbought conditions every day, getting close to extreme overbought on steroids here, and we have record level low of short interest right now as well. Now, from the positive side, we continue to get strong market internals. Liquidity is strong. Key leadership groups that we watch, the semis hit a new all-time high today as well. That's what you want to see, semis leading the way. All of these things, and we are in seasonally one of the most bullish periods that you want to be in the market right now. So all of that points to a market that does want to go higher. So yes, we are at overbought levels. We're seeing it um, in our VRA momentum oscillators, the the McClellan oscillator, uh, which has been a great predictor of of short-term tops, uh, is reaching overbought as well. But over the long term, the things I'm talking about here, these readings, aren't the kind of things that you see at a bull market top. Strong breadth that like we're seeing here in our internals, uh, that is a long-term tailwind for our market. So overall, the way that we're looking at this here, this does look like a market that wants to go higher. Our preference would be to get a short-term shakeout here. Let's get rid of some of these overbought conditions, scare enough people not and maybe not always in the best way, but getting people out of the market, getting short sellers back into this market on the short side, flipping from call buying to put buying, and then we'll get a shakeout, and then it'll be back off to the races after that. And like I mentioned, we saw that in the internals again today. Advances beating out declines nicely here for both the NYSE and the Nasdaq, uh, just under two to one positive, about one point seven to one. New fifty-two week highs, lows, just rock solid numbers here. Pulled back slightly from what we saw yesterday, but we still had 630 stocks hitting new 52-week highs to just 16 hitting new 52-week lows. That is uh, very strong. Lastly here, volume came in nicely positive today as well for both the NYSE and the NASDAQ. Looking at our sectors on the day, we finished with six out of our 11 S&P 500 sectors higher on the day. We are led by energy, even though oil was lower on the day today, which I'll get to more here in a second. Uh, followed there by healthcare, materials, consumer staples, and industrials. Tech was our, our final one there. And as I mentioned earlier, 
semis leading the way higher. Now positive in nine out of the last 11 days as they hit another new all-time high today. Just the, the run the semis have been on has been nothing short of incredible. Looking at our laggards on the day, real estate led the way lower, which was is an interesting reaction here to some positive earning reports that, that we're seeing. Um, home origination loans hitting very high numbers, blowing away numbers here from 2019 and ending 2018 as well. But some of the problems came when you take a deeper dive. Uh, when you look at the expenses that these companies are using, they're having, they're having so much demand that they're having to do additional hiring, increased incentives to employees to keep up with this demand. Uh, so we got a pullback in housing today. HGX, the housing ETF, was down a little over 1.7% on the day. Um, but housing names were beat up badly. Toll Brothers down over 7.5%. Lennar down 5%. Uh, let's take a look at some of the other. KB Homes down 4.2%. Pulte down 4.2%. So some big losses today in housing. But this group, the demand is strong. The fundamental factors for this group do remain strong. Our other uh, laggards today for our sectors were utilities, communication services, financials, and consumer discretionary. Finally for today, our VRA Commodity Watch. Gold, our only precious metal now higher on the day, up just under half a percent to 1875 an ounce. Silver, now down 0.27%, $24.72 an ounce. Copper down as well, four-tenths of 1% to $3.50 a pound. And as I mentioned earlier, oil lower today, down 0.24% to $45.65 an ounce. And lastly here, Bitcoin now down as well, 1.6% to one th- or 18768 a Bitcoin. Folks, that is all that we have time for here today. Please be sure to subscribe to receive our VRA podcast every day at the market close. You can sign up at VRAinsider.com. Click the podcast link at the top and we'd love to have you with us. Thanks again for tuning in. Until next time, we'll see you back here tomorrow for the close.